on the Pro-Trump Bandwagon Podcast. We support the president no matter what the f*** happens. Oh, yeah. Pro Trump bandwagon podcast back in action, ripping and running the streets. Your host, your faithful, humble, dedicated servant right here, Jermaine Parra. What's up, big dogs? It's good to be back, man. Hell yeah. Jamming some, uh, some third world. Check it out, big dog. woman my favorite woman everybody knows black women are my favorite group my number one favorite group white people white people are my third favorite group but black women my number one favorite group big dogs can you guys believe it numero uno negras mujeres negras africanas oh yeah check it out dog third world that's why i'm staying away from them white hoes because i want an african woman You gotta love that rhythm section, dude. Favorite woman, the Africana. Anyway, what's up, big dogs? It's good to be back. It's good to be back living and running the streets. All right, that's enough of that. If you guys like that song, that's a song by Third World, badass reggae group from the, like, they go back to the 60s, I think, dude. They're still around. They're still out there doing records and shit. Just got to check them out, dude. They do that, their their big song is 96 Degrees in the Shade. So if you guys check out that song, you guys don't know who I'm talking about. It's a badass band, dude. Those of you who don't know, I used to be a musician. I still am a musician, but I played in bands for a long time. Played in really good bands. 
badass bands, bro. Salsa bands. I played in a country band. That was my favorite time, but I got kicked out of that band. I told that whole story on the Scorch Earth podcast. You should check it out. Highway Star kicked me out. Kicked me out because, uh, you know, I messed up on some of the songs and I didn't learn them because I was working too hard. I was working too many hours, dude, kind of like I am right now. And I couldn't sit down and do my homework, you know, because when you play in these cover bands, they give you a list of songs. We had like 40 songs. They give you a list of songs. You got to go home and you got to learn them. And then you got to show up to the gig. There's no rehearsals. I mean, there was like a rehearsal every now and then. But when we did have a rehearsal, it wasn't so that you learned the song at the rehearsal. It was so that you already knew the song and you were just going over the song at the rehearsal. And my stupid ass was showing up to the rehearsals going, how's that song go? How's it go? I don't know the notes. Uh, I, I didn't do my homework. And it was embarrassing, man. And then he'd be like, what the fuck, man? You know, so they kicked me out, and I got all butthurt about it. I got my feelings hurt because I'm a good bass player, but I fucked up. And I was mad, and I did a little temper tantrum and shit. But I got, you know, I got kicked out because I deserved it. And I didn't want to admit it back then, you know? I didn't want to admit it. Anyway, that's a good episode. You should check out that episode. It's called the Ode to Highway Star, going way back on the Scorched Earth podcast. In fact, it's this podcast. For some reason, I can't change the name of the Pro Trump Bandwagon podcast on iTunes. It's already changed on SoundCloud. I already changed it. I already did the website, and it doesn't change on iTunes. I don't know how to make iTunes change the name without having to redo a whole new podcast. I don't want to do that. I just want to change the the, the name of the of the podcast, iTunes. Does anybody know how to do that? Chris, are you listening, Chris? If you know how to change it on iTunes, give me a call, bruh. Because I got to change the name of the Scorched Earth Podcast to the Pro-Trump Bandwagon Podcast on iTunes. It doesn't say Scorched Earth Podcast. I mean, it still says Scorched Earth. Anyway, whatever, dude. This is the Pro-Trump Bandwagon Podcast. For those of you who don't know, Pro-Trump Bandwagon Podcast. Here we support Donald Trump, the president, 150%. No matter what, we stick with him. We're not one of those podcasts that bitch and whine and complain every time Donald Trump tweets something crazy. On this podcast, when Trump tweets something crazy, we uh, we rejoice. Did you guys hear about Jimmy Kimmel talking shit about Lara Trump? Jimmy Kimmel was talking shit about Lara Trump. I'm going to find a clip about Jimmy Kimmel talking shit about Lara Trump. Here we go. Here we go with the clips. All right, this is Jimmy Kimmel talking shit. Here we go with the clips. Here we go with the clips, man. Here we go with the motherfucking clips, dog. God damn it, man. These clips, here's the problem. I'm driving through PV again, and it's really hard to get the clips to go because, uh, you know, you got, you got no reception out here. You know, how come the people on PV don't want any reception? You'd think that all these rich people, they would want reception. But you know what they don't want? They don't want those cell towers anywhere in the rich areas. Because they know that these cell towers, according to Alex Jones, cause cancer. So, there's never any cell towers in the rich areas. Every time I work in a really rich area like Bel Air, Rancho Palos Verdes up in the hills, there's no cell towers, so you get no cell phone coverage up here, dude. So I can't play the clips because, uh, you know, 
got no reception. Anyway, he called her an imbecile with lip injections. And he's talking shit about Laura Trump. I'll play the clip a little bit later once I get in that good area. But why is, why is Jimmy Kimmel talking shit about Laura Trump? First of all, Laura Trump's a beautiful woman. She's a beautiful woman, man. She's a beautiful white woman. You guys know me. The oh, there we go. There we go. Here we go. Here we go. Right now, he has the best people defending him. People like his daughter-in-law, Lara Trump, bride of Eric, who shared this insightful take on the president's decision to pull troops out of Syria. President Trump's acquiescence to Turkey's move to send troops deep inside Syrian territory has only, in only one week's time, turned into a bloody carnage, forced the abandonment of a successful five-year-long American project to keep the peace on a volatile border, and given an unanticipated victory to four American adversaries, Russia, Iran, the Syrian government, and the Islamic State. Your response tonight. Well, Shannon, I think we should start with the fact that if you ask the average American out there, I think they would have to Google who are the Kurds and why is America even over there fighting this war? <laughs> yeah. They'd also have to Google who is the heartless imbecile with lip injections on my TV right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Let's cheer. What a fucking asshole. Well, this, is, this is what's on uh, Channel 7 at night now. This used to be... Uh, you know, I used to like Jimmy Kimmel. He's a fucking pussy. Started crying on TV one time. Remember when he was crying like a little bitch? <laughs> he was crying, dude, because of Obamacare. So I don't know what Trump was doing, but it, Trump made him cry. He started being a little bitch. Anyway, so I thought, okay, you're talking shit about Eric Trump's wife. All right, okay. Lip injections, even though all the white all the white women get lip injections. See, what is that, white women? Hold on a second, guys. I gotta go through the gate. Here we go at the gates. Oh yeah, I had to go through the gates over in PV. Like I'm going to a job site that's behind the gates, so you gotta report to the gate guy. Anyway, Jimmy Kimmel talking shit about Lara Trump because these white women they love to put the lip injections. By the way, it's not a good idea, ladies. Let me give you some advice. Just stick with the thin lips. I'm a thin lip guy. I got thin lips. You know, it is what it is. All right, don't fuck with your lips, okay? It doesn't look right. It looks weird. It looks weird, dude. It doesn't look right. There's a woman, there's a TV show my wife watches on HBO, I think. And it's about a pregnant bride who had a baby. And she's like, I don't know, but she, her lips are fucked up. I'm going to find out what that show is. Anyway, so then I thought Jimmy Kimmel's talking shit about Eric Trump's wife. Well, let's, let's look up. Jimmy Kimmel's wife. What's she look like? Jimmy Kimmel's wife is an ugly bitch, dude. She got a big ass nose. Have you guys seen Jimmy Kimmel's ugly ass wife? She got a nice body. She got a nice body, but she got an ugly ass face. All right? All right, Jimmy Kimmel with your ugly ass dog face bitch uh, wife. Anyway, here we go with... Oh, by the way, I gotta, I'm at the job site, guys. So I'm going to go to the job site, and then I'm going to come right back. Here we go to the job site. Oh, yeah, back in action, ripping around the street, Scorcher and Chief right here, host of the pro-Trump bandwagon podcast where we support the president 150%, no matter what he says, no matter what he does. Here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. Donald Trump knows more than me. He just does. And he knows more than the majority of these idiots who are criticizing him. These dumbasses in the media, these, even the talk show hosts who supposedly have been around a long time they've been studying policy and blah 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 these people don't know anything they're all a bunch of dummies okay so 
When I hear Donald Trump say something, and by the way, Donald Trump's been harping on the same issues for 40 years. He was ripping into Reagan back in the 80s because the Japanese were buying up all of, all of, all of, the, all of the American properties. All of, uh, you know, they were taking over the American businesses. What happened to Japan? Well, in reality, I think it was liberalism that was exported to Japan, ruined Japan. They became a bunch of socialists over there, and it ruined their economy. And that's why they're, I don't even know, are they even a factor anymore? You don't hear much about Japan. But now it's China. And Donald Trump has been ripping into China for years. He's still right about it. So he pulls out of Syria and he's getting criticized by the State Department and the, the people within the government who've been there for 50 years or 30 years or whatever. They're the same people who've got us in all these wars who have ruined the United States, get, taking our money and giving it to other countries. These are those people. Michael Savage is out there yelling and screaming about why didn't Donald Trump talk to the talk to the experts? Why didn't he talk to his generals? Because the experts and the generals are the ones who are ruining everything. They're the ones who are getting into all these problems. So Donald Trump's like, I'm not going to talk to those stupid motherfuckers. Why would I talk to them? I don't need them. You remember back when Donald Trump was supposed to meet with Putin for the first time and everybody was concerned about how he was going to talk to Putin. What's he going to say to Putin? And at one point, Donald Trump was like, I know what to say to Putin. I don't need any of you guys telling me what to say to Putin. I know what to say. I don't need anybody. Donald Trump knows more than me. Donald Trump knows more than a lot of these people. He just does. He's right almost all the time even when he sounds crazy people will say something like uh, people will go nuts when Donald Trump tweets something crazy and then months later it turns out Donald Trump was 100% right so I, I think at this point I'm sticking with the man I'm not going to bail because some stupid talk show hosts are out there who really in reality they can't wait you got Michael Savage, and I'm going to keep harping on him because he is just ripping the president every day on his on his radio show. Ripping him every day over Syria, over the Kurds. This is a man when George W. Bush was in Iraq. He was railing against George W. Bush. And now that Donald Trump is president... He was railing against George W. Bush for different for the same things, for not doing what Trump is doing. You see, this is the thing that is so confusing to me. Anyway, we're going to play some clips. Um, we're going to play some clips. We're going to get into some Michael Savage. I already tore into Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel's a dumbass, and he's got an ugly-ass wife. So, Jimmy, I, really, I would refrain from criticizing Lara Trump because Lara Trump is better looking than your wife, okay? I mean, she does do a little bit much with these. There's, there's a little bit of injections in there, I'll be honest. She did inject. It looks like she's been injecting those lips, but she still looks good to me. And I don't mind because I'm into black women and black women got nice, thick, juicy lips. But those are natural. My wife, my beautiful wife, who happens to be black, has thick, luscious, beautiful lips. All natural, man. She don't mess with those. She don't need to mess with those lips, man. And by the way, she told me, she told me, even though I got thin lips, she told me, don't mess with your lips. Your lips are perfect. Okay? You're perfect. Perfect. 
So I do have thin lips, but you know what? I got a beautiful jaw. My jaw is unbelievable. It's one of the most beautiful jaws out there. Nobody's got a better jaw than me. And I think that's all I need. All you need, you really need as a man is to have a strong square jaw. I got a strong square jaw. I mean, you can go on my Facebook page. You'll see. That's unbelievable. And I got a nice big nose. It's all masculine. Everything about me is masculine. You know? So I'm not too worried. Anyway, we're going to get right into the clips of Michael Savage continuing to rip into the present of the United States. Here we go with the clips. All right, this is uh, this is Michael Savage taking a phone call, and just let's check out the clips. Here we go with the clips. Las Vegas, David, line four. You're up on the Savage Nation. What's on your mind? Hey, Doctor Savage, I respect you like no other. But my son was there. He was deployed Syria and in Afghanistan. My son-in-law is still there. He's in Afghanistan now. We need to be partners with the Syrians, not the, not Turkey. And we couldn't use our Air Force to, 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 to start a no-fly zone against a NATO country. Donald Trump is doing what has to be done, which everybody is afraid to do, is start the pullout and change. What's Michael Savage doing in the background there? You guys hear Michael Savage just... <laughs> Michael, you got to get off the mic, dude. You got to turn the mic down. You know, I turn my mic down when I'm playing the clips because I don't want you guys to listen to what it is I'm doing over here. Here we got the clips. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You're, you're, running over the whole, you're running over the whole issue. What you are saying is something that you could have said with some degree of uh, perhaps reality a week ago. But we've seen what's happened since he made this abrupt decision. You can't say everything that's happened is positive, can you? Absolutely, I can. Why not? Well, you could say anything you want, but you'd be wrong. No, I, you're not, you're, I, I don't care that your son is serving. God bless him, but that doesn't mean you know what you're talking about. With, with, all, with all due respect, Dr. Savage, we're going to pull out of Afghanistan. By the way, I, I do agree with that. That's one thing that always annoyed me because I didn't serve, you know, and I would get in these conversations with people. And because I wasn't in the, in the military, I, and I supported the war in Iraq. I would get in these arguments with people and people would say, well, you didn't serve, so you shouldn't be advocating war and blah, blah, blah. So the only people who can advocate war are people who are in the military. Come on. That's that's nonsense. OK, that's nonsense. So I, I agree with uh, with Michael Savage on that one. Here we got the clips. And the same people. Wait, wait, look, sir, please, let's not move to Afghanistan. Let's stick with what Donald Trump abruptly did a week ago. We all woke up without any advance warning to our allies or to the military or to the Kurdish allies. He said we're pulling our 50 or 80 troops out. No advance warning, no statement that we're going to use whatever force we have and economic as well to make sure the Kurds are safe before we leave. He didn't say that. Why did he just so suddenly pull out? Doesn't that bother you? No. First off, I don't accept the premise that he did pull out abruptly. I don't accept that. Donald Trump's been talking about pulling out of Syria since he became president. Before he was president, he was talking about it. The generals knew what the president wanted. See, here's the thing, and this is what frustrates me with Michael Savage, because Michael Savage would normally, if he wasn't so angry and such a hater when it came to Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity, that's the problem. You know what it is with Michael Savage is he really resents Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity and Mark, and my, Mark Levin. My, by the way, Mark Levin and, 
and uh, and Michael Savage are on the same are on the same side with this stupidity. <clears throat> anyway, the thing that frustrates me is the president is the one who dictates policy, not the generals, not the advisors. The, if the president says, listen, I don't care. We need to get our troops home. We need to get them out of there. There's no reason for us to be there. Let them figure it out. The troops that we have in Syria have been there since uh, since 2011. That's when Obama sent them over there. When you had all of these. By the way, all of these governments that were destabilized, that was all caused by Obama. Obama did that. Hillary Clinton was behind all of that. The destabilization of the Middle East, besides, I'm talking about besides Iraq. What happened in Libya when Gaddafi was murdered? What happened in a lot of these other countries, neighboring countries, Syria? That was all caused by the by the Obama administration. They're the ones who caused it. And then they sent troops over there. ISIS, that was the fault of Obama. ISIS was created after we left Iraq. You remember when we all wanted to leave Iraq? Well, when, when Obama wanted to leave Iraq and everybody lost it over the Kurds. Everybody was upset about the Kurds. Again. How many fucking Kurds are there? Where, why, why don't they just find one place? Anyway, I, I lost my point. I forgot what the hell I was talking about. Here we got the clips. He didn't suddenly pull out. We've been planning... That's right. He didn't suddenly pull out. He's the one who dictates policy. And these generals and these people in the Pentagon need to facilitate the desires and wishes of the president. Because the president, his desires and wishes represent those of the American people. He's the one we voted for. Not these generals. Not these advisors. I don't give a shit about these advisors. Here we go with the clips. This for a while. I'm telling you, my son was there. Was well, well, what do you mean we've been planning it? How come the military itself in the Defense Department said they were caught blindsided? They're lying. The generals didn't want him to pull out because the generals want the status quo. But the guys on the ground know that the Kurds are better. Okay, you hear that? The generals want the status quo. They're the, by the way, this whole thing that they were shocked and they were taken off guard, that's bullshit. And Michael Savage knows it's bullshit. He wants to be contrarian. He's being a contrarian on purpose because he doesn't want to be on the same side as Rush Limbaugh. It's amazing. I listen to Michael Savage every day. I listen to all his shows. I listen to Rush Limbaugh every day in all his shows. Rush Limbaugh never mentions Michael Savage ever. Doesn't say a goddamn word about him. Negative, positive, nothing. It's almost as if Michael Savage doesn't exist to Rush Limbaugh. But Michael Savage can't stop trashing Rush Limbaugh. Why? Well, apparently, Rush Limbaugh did something to him. I don't know. He accuses Rush Limbaugh of stealing his ideas. I guarantee you Rush Limbaugh doesn't listen to Michael Savage show. I guarantee you his people don't listen to the Michael Savage show. Nobody gives a shit about Michael Savage, man, except for me. I'm out here trashing him. But I like him. I just can't stand when he when he does this stuff. When he when he purposefully takes the opposite side of the president because he wants to he's got this obsession with wanting to show people that he's an independent mind yeah we, we don't give a shit about your independent mind okay Michael Savage okay 
Okay? Not me. I'm not independent. I support the president 150%. Here we go, the clips. With the Why are we reading reports that Green Berets who fought alongside Kurds are heartbroken that they were pulled out? Why are we reading that? I don't know why you're reading it. I know Green Berets that are happy. So Really? Why don't you get one on the air right now? Why don't you get one on the air yourself? Michael Savage, you're the one who knows all the Green Berets that are lamenting us leaving. See, this is all bullshit to me. It's almost like he's conjuring up this 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 position. I don't think it's his natural position. I don't think he's being genuine. I think he's being dishonest. Here we got the clips. Because they're not, they're not going to come on the air with you. They're not allowed to. Especially the ones that are still in. Okay, they're not allowed to do that. I'm telling you. Okay, I'm telling you secondhand information that I got from my family that was there that they're happy. The Kurds are better off with the Syrians. Oh, you mean so even the even the dead Kurds are happier? No, people die in wars, Doctor Savage. Oh, well, that's right, and and troops die in wars too. Did you know the troops die in wars? Not our troops, man. Our troops shouldn't be dying in other people's wars. I was on board with Iraq. I was on board with Afghanistan. Okay, but in retrospect, I believe that I was wrong with at least Iraq. I don't know about Afghanistan, but why are we still there? We need to get the hell out of there. What's the point of being there? Do you guys know that China gets all hasn't paid a China hasn't spent a dime on in any of these wars. They don't get involved in any of these wars. Instead, they're benefiting and making trillions of dollars. They get they get, they're getting all of these minerals from Afghanistan. And they didn't have to spend one drop of blood over there. We're the ones who did all the work. And China gets the benefit. They're getting all these minerals from Afghanistan. What the fuck are we doing? I think Donald Trump knows this. And he's like looking at this. And he's like, what are we doing over there? Why are we doing all this stuff for other people? We should be doing things that benefit the United States of America. Here we got the clips. Our, our troops die in wars. Correct. That's right. That's what American troops are for. Which is to protect American interests around the world. Not, we're not there to die. We're there to kill other people. Okay. Well, why, well, very good. I'm glad you finally came to that conclusion. So why didn't Donald Trump say to Erdogan, you're not going to slaughter the Kurds. We're going to pull out slowly. And if you, if you go beyond this point, we'll use our Air Force, our Navy, and even ICBMs to deter you. Why didn't he do that? Because they're a NATO country. He can't do that. I don't care if they're a Schmato country. They're acting like Hitler right now with a, with a blitzkrieg. You see, I don't think he's being honest right there. He's, be, he's lying. Michael Savage is full of shit right there. He knows that we can't do that. Look, whether you like the fact that Turkey is a NATO country, they, brought, they were brought in under the Obama administration. Okay, fine. But they're in. We can't go to war with a NATO country. We got treaties with NATO countries. We can't go to war with Turkey. We're going to go to war over these nationless Kurds. I ain't got nothing against the Kurds. Everybody knows I love the Kurds. Nobody loves the Kurds more than me. But what, what the fuck are we going to do? We're going to defend every single group out there against every single country, in particular a NATO country. It's it's absurd. We're going to we're going to we're going to send ICBMs against Turkey. You know, earlier I, on the last episode, I was playing Michael Savage mentioning how large the Turkish army was. 
what are we going to do? I'm going to tell you what happened. Erdogan went to the president of the United States. He called him up. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go in. I'm going into Syria. And they're going to be, because you got soldiers there, there's a possibility that some of your soldiers are going to get killed. So, here's the choice. We're going in. Now, Mr. Trump, if we go in and we unintentionally kill American personnel, are you going to go to war with me? Are you going to go to war over Turkey, over Kurdish, over Syria? Who's our enemy? Is that what you're going to do? You're going to go to war with us over Syria? Who's your enemy? I suggest you get your soldiers out of there because we're going to go in. So then what, 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 what would have happened? Let's say Erdogan went in and Trump said, if you go in and you kill our soldiers, it's going to be a problem. Okay, let's say he went in. Anyway, Erdogan's like, fuck it, we're going in. Then Donald Trump would be faced with the decision of having to go to war with Turkey. And if the Turkish government killed American soldiers, that's basically a declaration of war. So the president would have been roped into a war with Turkey. Which I think, by the way, I think the American generals, the State Department, all of these other deep staters that hate Donald Trump wanted. They wanted that. They were like, let's keep these people in there. The Turkish will come in. They'll kill some of our people. Then we'll have to go to war with them. And that will destroy the Trump presidency. If we were to go to war... When the president is talking about keeping America out of these foreign wars, and then where to go? And then we go to war. He's done, and I think Trump knew that. He made the calculation. He's like, "No, I'm not going to take a chance. They're going to come. First off, they're going to kill American soldiers. That's not good. I don't want. I don't want to have to call these families up and tell them I knew." That the Turks were gonna were gonna attack, yet I refused to remove the soldiers, take them out of harm's way. The only alternative Trump would have had was to attack before the Turkish people attacked. See, I know what's going on, guys. I know what's going on. Okay, and this is what happened. I'm telling you, this is what happened. Donald Trump knew that if the Turks attacked and unintentionally killed Americans, he would have to go to war with Turkey, or he would have to attack Turkey which would bring in all kinds of people into the equation. Donald Trump's trying to prevent all this. So he's like, well, just pull our people out. We don't need to be there anyway. I don't want them there anyway. So he got them out. So he pulled a fast one on the deep staters because now there's no reason to attack Turkey or go to war with Turkey, which is what these deep staters wanted. You're not going to pull a fast one over Donald Trump. And stupid ass Michael Savage is acting like he doesn't understand this. But he doesn't want to he doesn't want to sound like Rush Limbaugh. That's his obsession. I just I just want to be different from Rush Limbaugh. If Rush Limbaugh says A, I'm gonna be B, even though I disagree with B. Get the fuck out of here, Mike Michael Savage. Get the fuck out of here. Over the northern border of Syria. Dr. Savage, I love you, but I don't care whether you care. That is the, the, the treaty we have with them. Start bombing. Well, oh, that's the treaty we have with them? What, just to stab the Kurds in the back? No, they, they didn't get... Where, where in the treaty with T- Turkey does it say we're supposed to stab our allies, the Kurds, in the back 
These are the Kurds who are not passive people. They sacrificed a great deal of blood and guts on the ground to uh, subdue and kill and capture ISIS, including many women Kurdish fighters. You know, you know all that, right? I, I do know all that. And the Kurds are allied with Syria, whether you like it or not. They're not allied with Turkey. Yeah, yeah but I'm not opposed to Syria. In okay, fact, okay. You're not even. He's not even addressing the points that this man is made. This gentleman is making. I actually enjoyed the phone call. I'm usually against when 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 hosts take a phone call. I get. I always get annoyed because I don't care about what the caller has to say. But this particular caller had a pretty good. You know, he's pretty good. And what he's saying is, the Kurds and the Syrians are natural allies. But the Kurds, because they're li- aligned with us, the Americans, couldn't line up with the with the Sir with the with the Syrians, because the Syrians are enemies of the United States. So as long as the United States was involved, the United the, the Kurds and the Syrians could not team up against the Turk against the Turks. We get out of the way because we don't we shouldn't be there. We got no reason to be there. So we get the fuck out. Now the Kurds are free to team up with the Syrians and defend their land against the Turks. You see? And some people are going to die, Michael Savage. But that's them. Let those people die. Okay? My brother served in the military. He served in Iraq. And we, you know, we had a fear that something would happen to him. And he wouldn't come home. Now he came home and he's fine. But at the same time, it's very possible that he could have been one of those soldiers that died in Iraq. And for what now? Looking back now, what was the purpose of us being there? We didn't improve the, we didn't improve the situation. We made it worse because now the Iranians are pretty much ruling over Iraq. You know, the problem with getting into the Middle East and trying to change the way countries function in the Middle East is you got to stay there to make them do it. You know, but it's not those days are over. Okay, the days of us, like, the way, the reason we're able to do the things that we do with Japan, the reason Japan is one of our allies is because we basically took that country over. And we got them to play baseball. They love baseball over there in, in Japan because of America. Because we were there and we imposed baseball on them. We imposed all sorts of things on the Japanese. And now they're on board. But it took a lot of American lives. A lot of people died for us to do that. We had to drop two atomic bombs. Do you think that we're going to get into any of this now? No, it's not going to happen. Guys, I'm at the, uh, I got to go to the bank here. I'm going to go to the bank and then I'll come right back here. We'll go to the bank. All right, check it out, guys. This is Donald Trump giving a speech, and this is why I think Michael Savage is holding a grudge. Here we go with the clips. Impeachment witch hunt. I've been going through it now. I've been going through it now for more time than I've been in office because, you know, like struck with his insurance deal. This was before, remember this, this was before. That statement was made months before I took office. That statement was made months before the election took place. They said, just in case, 
We're going to have an insurance policy. That only means one thing. We're going to get them out. So they're telling us we can't let that ever happen again to another president. And Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, a lot of people. Okay, Rush Limbaugh, Sean Mark Hannity. Levin. We have a lot of great Mark people. Mark Levin. Lou Dobbs. Great people. You know what they said? Every one of them, plus many others. There's no other man that we've ever met that could have taken it. It's true. Maybe I'm a little Plus different many up others. here. I don't know, but I enjoy it. To me, it's I'm energized. Plus many others, uh, Donald. You're forgetting somebody, man. You're forgetting somebody who's real sensitive and and wants to hear you to say his name. Did you guys notice? He didn't say Michael Savage, and that's why Michael Savage is over there, uh, just being an angry little bitch. This is the uh, Pro-Trump Bandwagon Podcast brought to you by the Scorcher. I'm the Scorcher. Scorcher in chief. In fact, I used to host a podcast called the Scorched Earth Podcast where I throw people under the bus. I trash them and I come at them. I don't give a fuck, man. So if you're on the Pro-Trump Bandwagon Podcast for the first time, this is who I am. I'm going to trash people. I'm going to go after them and I'm not going to hold back. And if I got to throw out an F word here and there, I try not to overdo it, but there's going to be some F words, okay? I apologize in advance to those of you who are sensitive, but don't be sensitive, man. This is, a, this is the time of Trump. And by the way, you know what's amazing? The Democrats are the ones out there saying all the crazy stuff, right? Like impeach this motherfucker. That was a Democrat who said that. Donald Trump is being accused of doing all the things that the Democrats are doing. He's brought down the level of... What's the word? Uh, the discussion, the level of discussion has... You guys know what I mean. Basically, Donald Trump is being accused because of Donald Trump... What? I can't even think of the word. God damn it! There's a word I'm trying to think of and I can't think of it. Anyway, who cares? Whatever. The point is, Michael Savage is upset because Donald Trump didn't say his name. He could have said his name and he didn't. He said Rush Limbaugh. Michael Savage hates Rush Limbaugh. He said Sean Hannity. Michael Savage hates Sean Hannity. Mark Levin, Michael Savage hates Mark Levin. I don't know what Michael Savage's problem is. Those guys never mention Michael Savage, ever. They don't talk about him. Apparently, Michael Savage believes that his career, his notoriety, because of these other talk show hosts, has been hindered in some way. Let me tell you something. The reason that Michael Savage is not as popular is because he's... He's less palatable. I mean, that's just the God, God honest truth. That's all. I like him. I like him. I just don't like the whining and the crying. So we're going to keep moving here. 
We're going to move on to other. I want to give you some other examples of other conservatives who who annoy me because they don't stand with Trump all the way. You got to stand with Trump all the way, 150%, dude. Otherwise, what good are you? Okay, what good are you? Here we got the clips. And we're back, everybody. Hell yeah. Pro-Trump bandwagon podcast, Soldiers On. All right, here we go with the motherfucker. We're just going to keep going with the clips of Michael Savage betraying the president. Here we go with the clips. I thought it was a disastrous mistake. I, 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 was, I was vehemently opposed to all of the, the hate talk against Syria by the Democrats in the early phases of the Trump administration. They wanted war with Syria. Please, sir, let me, let me just say one thing. The Kurds understand that their alliance is with the Syrians, not Turkey. They could not form an alliance with Syrians until we pulled out. They couldn't. Now- oh, so we did, it, we did it for the Kurds. We let them die in order to help them. You want to know? Yeah, I, well, okay, I guess. Okay, that's stupid. Michael Savage is just being a dumbass on purpose. He's being a dumbass on purpose. Michael, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? You know? If somebody who listens to the to the pro-Trump bandwagon podcast, please get back to Michael Savage and let him know that he's being a dumbass right now. Here we got the clips. Here we got the clips. You got to kill for peace again. You got you to gotta let the Kurds die in order to help them. You got to let the Turks overrun their villages, uh, kill their political leaders, assassinate them like the Viet Cong did, and that's a good thing for the Kurds. That that's really wonderful logic coming from the Savage uh, Notion. See, I run the Savage Nation. The callers of the Savage Notion. <laughs> uh, war and peace, life and death. Okay, this is stupid, stupid nonsense, man. Uh, this man. He's just being dumb. He's just being dumb. He gets mad because Donald Trump don't mention his name. Donald Trump gave a speech, and in the speech he was uh, he was giving shout outs to all the different Fox News hosts and the different radio show hosts. But the one radio show host that didn't get his name yelled out was Michael Savage. So Michael Savage is like, oh, he's not gonna yell my name. Okay, then I'm not gonna agree. With him on Syria. Get the fuck out of here, dude. He's been a baby. He's been a big-ass baby. Anyway, this is Donald Trump responding to reporters about the Kurds. Here we got the clips. All right, this is Donald Trump responding to the Turkey. Uh, the, the Turks attacked the Kurds, apparently, in northern Syria. And this is Trump responding. Here we got the clips. And a lot of people are doing a lot of things. This is a deal that should have been made 15 years ago, 10 years ago. Uh, over the last number of years under the Obama administration, the real number is over a million people were killed. Uh, we have lost no, not a drop of blood since we've started what I've started. And it was, uh, so far it's working out. Look, it's a complicated region. Many, many people have gone down. I, I have to watch in great interest as I see people Uh, talking about what we should be doing. And these are the same people that have been failing for the last 20 years, didn't know what they were doing, especially when they went in in and did what they did. Uh, They shouldn't have been there. Okay, you hear that? Yeah, I got to listen to these people give me advice on what it is we should do. These are the same people that have been failing for, for 20 years, doing what they're doing. Why should I listen to them? And he's right. 
Why should he listen to these dumbasses? Here we got the clips. But we're doing a uh, very, very significant amount of great work. We'll see if it works. It's very fragile. It's been fragile for years. They've been fighting each other for centuries. Literally for centuries they've been fighting each other. And years ago we injected ourselves right into the middle of it. And we won't go into whether or not that was a good thing or a bad thing. You know how I feel about it. But we've had It was a, a bad thing, Trump. You can say it. The- you can say it, man. It was a bad thing. Obama shouldn't have got us in there. And, and uh, you know, a lot of these things that we, we're doing over there, we shouldn't be doing. We don't need to be involved. Let the Iraqis and the Iranians and the, and the, and the, and the Turkish, all these crazy lunatics, let them all kill each other. What the fuck are we getting involved with this shit for? You know? We can't solve the world's problems. Our government can't even solve our problems. Our government, people on the left and these fake-ass Republicans want our government to worry about the Turkish border and the Syrian border, yet they will not do anything about the American border with Mexico. What the fuck, man? Get the fuck out of here, man. Here we got the clips. The last couple of days, a uh, little bit unconventional, a little bit of hard love, I told you that. A little... Uh, uh, it was a lot of a lot of pain for a couple of days, and sometimes you have to go through some pain before you can get a good solution. But the Kurds are very happy about it. Uh, President Erdogan in Turkey is satisfied with it, and we are uh, in a very strong position. We are also in a position where we can put tremendous, powerful sanctions on Turkey or whoever else we All want. All right, that's to. enough of that. That's enough of that. Anyway. The point is, Donald Trump doesn't need to listen to the experts because the experts are the ones who got us in all this trouble. Okay? They're the ones who get us in all this trouble. We're going to listen to those stupid motherfuckers. What for? All right, I got a, a little bit of more. I, I got some more uh, um, Donald Trump. Here we got the clamps. And if they did not surprise you, would you make the same decision as you made before in removing U.S. forces. And I guess we just heard that uh, UAW and GM may have uh, been able to work out a deal. If I could get your reaction to that and what that might mean for the U.S. economy. And uh, Mr. President, if I could ask you about the digital tax. Did did the two of you discuss a possible digital tax as it relates to Amazon and Google? What progress were you able to make on that front? Thank you very much. Now, President Erdogan's decision didn't surprise me because he's wanted to do that for a long time. He's been building up troops on the border with Syria for a long time, as you know. Uh, Our soldiers are mostly gone from the area. We only had uh, 26, 28, but under 50. I think it's probably 28, but under 50 soldiers, and which is a very tiny force. And it didn't surprise me at all. This is, uh, they've been warring for many years. It's uh, unnatural for us, but it's sort of natural for them. They fight and they fight uh, long and they fight hard and they've been fighting Syria for a long time and on the border that's the border with Syria and I say why are we protecting Syria's land Assad's not a friend of ours why are we protecting their land and Syria you guys see that why are we protecting Syria they're not a friend of ours what are we doing they're not on our side why are we messing with Syria man let them work that shit out here we got the clips also has a relationship with the Kurds, who, by the way, are no angels, okay? Who is an angel? There aren't too many around. But Syria has a relationship with the Kurds, so they'll come in for their border. 
and they'll fight. They may bring partners in. They could bring Russia in. And I say welcome to it. Russia went into Afghanistan when it was the Soviet Union, and it became Russia, it became a much smaller country because of Afghanistan. Uh, you can over. That's got to drive the liberals crazy, right? He's like, yeah, let, let the Russians come in. Let them do it. Well, what the fuck are we doing over there? The Russians want to come in, let them come in. They want to come in, let them come in. Well, I don't give a fuck. Here we go, the clips. Extend. You can do a lot of things, but frankly, if Russia is going to help in protecting the Kurds, that's a good thing, not a bad thing. But uh, it would be led by Syria. And Syria doesn't want Turkey to take its land. I can understand that. But what does that have to do with the United States of America if they're fighting over Syria's land? Are we supposed to fight a NATO member in order that Syria, who is not our friend, keeps their land? I don't think so. But Syria does have a relationship with... Do you guys understand that? Did you guys catch that? Are we supposed to defend a country that's not our friend against a country that is a member of NATO that is your friend? Is that what we're supposed to do? No, I don't think so. He's being logical, man. He's being logical. Here we got the clips. The Kurds. The thing that's common is that everybody hates ISIS. Now, the PKK, which is a part of the Kurds, as you know, is uh, probably uh, worse at terror and more of a terrorist threat in many ways than ISIS. So it's a very uh, semi-complicated, not too complicated if you're smart, but it's a semi-complicated problem. And I think it's a problem that we have very nicely under control. We have two countries wanting their land. We have one country that I love how he does that. that uh, it's a very complicated, not too complicated. Me. If you're smart, it's a very compli- cl- cl- semi-complicated, but not too complicated. If you're smart, I like how he does that. Just, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. But you know, it's Big D, man. Here we got the clips. Uh, a 22-mile strip of they call it freedom. They call it a lot of things. They want to get terrorists out. You have another country that says you can't have our land, then they're going to have to work that out. Now, with that being said, uh, Vice President Mike Pence is going there. He'll be leaving either late tonight or tomorrow. And uh, he's going to leave yesterday, but they have to have... All right, that's enough of that. Here we go with some other clips. The other guy I wanted to address was Mitt Romney. This filthy, dirty, turncoat piece of shit, man. What's he doing in the Republican Party? I think he came on the Republican Party to undermine Trump. Or I think he be- he ran as a, for the Senate to undermine Trump. I think he had every intention of undermining Trump as his Secretary of State. I think that was what he was aiming for. And Trump just shut him down. Mitt Romney is a disgrace, man. He's a disgrace. A disgrace. And now he's out there pissed off because he couldn't do what Trump did. He's so angry because he thinks he's better than Trump. But he's not better than Trump. He's not a better person. His wife is ugly. He's got an ugly-ass wife. He's got an ugly-ass bunch of kids. See, I can say that he's got an ugly-ass wife because I got a beautiful wife. You know, when you got a beautiful wife, you can talk shit about other people's wives. But when you got an ugly wife, you can't say nothing, you know? Anyway, that's all I'm going to say about Mitt Romney. I voted for Mitt Romney, and it's it's a, it's an embarrassment that I voted for him. I take back my vote. I'm glad he lost. I think that, in retrospect, the best thing that could have happened was for Obama to win because, because Obama 
open the door for Donald Trump. People were so turned off by Democrats and what Obama did because Obama was terrible. He's a worthless bum when it came to being a president. He was so bad that Donald Trump, who was crass and people just were turned off by him, but they felt that, well, we got to vote for him. And now we love him. I voted for Donald Trump, but I didn't want to. I'll be honest, guys. I wasn't a a full-on Trump supporter by the time I voted for him. Now, when I voted for him, I actually thought that there was a good chance he was going to win. I believed. I think Trump's going to pull this off. I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's going to pull it off. I didn't want to vote for him, man. I wish... At the time, I wished that I had a choice between Hillary Clinton and Ted Cruz. But Ted Cruz got his ass beat. You know? He got his ass beat. So he's out. Donald Trump won, and then he's the only one who could have beaten Hillary. Anyway, here we go. Um, actually, you know what? I'm actually home, so we're, we're going to take a break here. I'm going to go home, be with the family, and then we're going to finish up the show tomorrow. Here we go with being home with the family. And we're back, everybody. Hell yeah, Scorched Earth Podcast. I mean, uh, Pro-Trump Bandwagon Podcast. Let me do that over again. And we're back, everybody. Hell yeah, Pro-Trump Bandwagon Podcast. Back in action. Back in action. And we're going to talk a little bit about this uh, Tulsi Gabbard, huh? This sexy-ass, beautiful broad that's over on the Democrat Party running as for president. There's a big controversy right now because apparently they're not giving her any time on the stage. They're not giving her any stage time. You know, which is a big thing for comedians. Comedians really get upset when they don't get any stage time. And she's not getting any stage time at the debates, dude. They're not asking her any questions. The If you compare the amount of minutes they ask other people on the on the debate stage questions, they don't ask her anything. So she's all pissed off about it. Plus, then you got that crazy, crooked Hillary, that that uh, ugly-ass, crazy... Uh, what is um, one of my favorite comedians? He calls her... Uh, Dog face, I think. Uh, thick, thick, thick ankle dog face. Uh, Hillary Clinton called her a Russian. Here we got the clips. Now to an extraordinary development in the presidential campaign. Hillary Clinton, the 2016 nominee, called Tulsi Gabbard, one of the current candidates, quote, the favorite of the Russians. Nancy Cordes is following this. And Nancy, what are we to make about all this? Well, Nora, Hillary Clinton did not mention Tulsi Gabbard by name, but an aide confirms that that's who she was talking about when she made this stunning claim that the Russians had already hit on a way to meddle in the 2020 election, much in the same way they meddled in her election in 2016. On a podcast interview, Clinton said... Okay, first off, they didn't meddle in her election. Why are you guys accepting the premise? Why aren't you guys actually addressing the fact that They didn't affect the election of 2016. Let me tell you guys something. The Russians didn't affect the election of 2016. Did they meddle in it? The Chinese meddled in it. The Ukrainians meddled in it. They had no effect on the election. The Ukrainians were trying to help Hillary Clinton, and and she still lost that stupid bitch. Here we got the clips. Quote, they're grooming her to be the third party candidate. She's the favorite of the Russians. They have a bunch of sites and bots and other ways of supporting her so far. Clinton was referring to the fact that the Hawaii Congresswoman gets a lot of attention from Kremlin linked media, just as Green Party candidate Jill Stein did back in 2016. 
Yeah, okay. Everybody's making such a big deal out of this. Tulsi is acting all indignant and shit. And, and let me tell you something, Tulsi. First off, you're way too good looking to be a Democrat. Tulsi is beautiful. Have you guys seen this woman? She is beautiful. Sexy as hell. She's got a great body, beautiful arms. Have you guys seen her arms? She was on a, I don't know, on one of these shows and uh, she had like a short sleeve shirt on and she got beautiful arms. I'm a big arm guy. I don't know if I told you guys this, but I'm a big arm guy. Like for me, arms, whoa, you got nice arms, I'm down. I like those nice, strong juicy arms like a little bit of meat on them you know what i'm saying like the girl looks like she's been doing some by bi- some bicep work and some tricep work i like that i like she got some nice arms bro here we got the clips afternoon gabbard lashed back accusing clinton of trying to destroy her reputation and calling clinton quote the clean the queen of warmongers embodiment of corruption and personification of the rot that has sickened the democratic party for so long for now, most other Democrats are staying out of this fight. Yeah, because they're a bunch of fucking pussies. Two percent in most Democratic primary polls has. All right, let's address this whole thing with Tulsi Gabbard because everybody's making a big deal out of this. Even if she's making a big deal out of she, out of the fact that she's not getting any stage time, and I understand that argument because I'm a comedian and we all want stage time, dude. So let's take a look at the polls. And see where Tulsi Gabbard falls in the polling. That's important, right? I mean, are people even gonna vote for that bitch? I don't know. Let's find out. Here we go with the here we got the polls. Alright, this is an article by Real Real Clear Politics. 2020 Democratic presidential nominations. This is uh the this is just recent, the most recent polling data from 1016. This is the real clear politics. Polling data is like an accumulation of all the different polls. They can put them all together and they get averages, okay? That's what they do. So what we have here is Biden is at 29.2% plus plus or minus 5. You know, the, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, I guess the, the, the error, the margin of error is 5 points. 5 points for the margin of error? That's a lot, no? Warren's at 23.4. So she's second. I thought she had taken over. Nope, I guess not. Biden's still at the top. Can you guys believe that crooked-ass Biden is still at the top of the Democrat polls? That that just goes to show that Democrats, people who vote Democrat, don't care how corrupt their politicians are. They don't care. They don't give a shit. Here we go with the article. Uh, at number three, Crazy Bernie. Crazy Bernie's number three at 15%. Okay, so Tulsi's not in the top three. So... Number four is Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg. That's the gay guy with a last name that starts with the word booty. Isn't that crazy that you're a homosexual, you like booty, and your last name is booty? Can you believe it? (laughs) Here we go with the article. Number four, five. Number five is Harris. That's, uh, what's her first name, Harris? Kamala Harris. Kamala or Kamala? I call her Kamala. Kamala Harris is at 5.4%, sexy-ass black woman. Uh, Beto O'Rourke, the stupid wannabe wetback, is at 2.6%. He's a wannabe wetback. He wishes he was a beaner, but he's not. And then number six, that's number six. So number seven is Yang, the Asian, the Oriental. 
He's running for, uh, for I don't know, what, he's, he's running on giving away people $1,000 a year because that's all you need. If you could get a, if you could just get your hands on $1,000 a year, you'd be able to live, you'd be able to live a good life. And then you got, that's number seven and at eight is Amy Klobuchar. I don't know anything about her. She's at 2%, 2%. Then you got Cory Booker, the, uh, the uh, wannabe Spartacus black dude who's, balding and and shaves his head because he doesn't want anybody to know he's bald so that is nine number 10 steyer tom steyer is a billionaire uh he's worthless he's not gonna go anywhere 1.6 percent and then you finally get to tulsi gabbard tulsi gabbard is at 1.2 percent she's in 11th or 12th no she's in 9 10 11th place dude see what the fuck are we talking about dude Tulsi, get the fuck out of here. Will you come back to the Republican Party where you belong? We need, we need sexy. We got the sexy women on the Republican side. Anyway, guys, I'm at the grocery store. I'm gonna, I got to go do some grocery shopping. And I'm going to be right back. Here we go at the grocery store. And I'm back, everybody. Hell yeah, Scorched Earth Podcast. Soldiers on Scorched Earth Podcast. Soldiers on. All right, check it out, guys. I got one more clip I want to play for you before we go here. And this is... Uh, only in the age of Trump. All right, that's not the one. That's not the one. Everybody, hold on for one second. Let me get this ready to go. All right, and we're back, everybody. Here we go with the clips. Here we go with the clips. Distancing themselves from the president. You had Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, who wrote a scathing uh, article about Syria this week. I'm going to put up one of his quotes. Withdrawing U.S. forces from Syria is a grave strategic mistake and a strategic nightmare for our country. House Republicans voted against the... Think about how stupid that is. Withdrawing troops from Syria is a strategic mistake and a strategic nightmare nightmare for our country. What the fuck are you talking about, Mitch McConnell? So we're going back to the Syria thing. I just want to finish it up because uh, I felt like uh, some of this re- reaction on the Republican side, the Republican Party wants to keep going on these fucking wars, man. They just want to keep. They want to keep doing the same shit they've been doing for 20 years. And like it's like it like they haven't seen the results of it. They want Trump to get bogged down in a war because they know that it'll cost him the election. That's what they want. And this is including Republicans. The Republicans are, are, are just as dirty and filthy as the Democrats are in some of this, except they're just keeping it on the wraps over there. Here we go. The clips on policy in Syria. A hundred. By the way, this is Chris Wallace interviewing Mike Mulvaney. Mike Mulvaney came under a lot of um scrutiny or criticism over his last he had a press conference and they accused him of saying that the president that we did have a quid pro quo we did have a quid pro quo i can't even say it quid pro quo but i watched that thing and it was all right it's boring as hell so i don't need to bore the hell out of you guys with it but here we go the clips 129 to 60 more than two to one And I talked to a very well-connected Republican in Washington this week, somebody whose name you would know well, who says that... What? That's not what I did. Hold on, everybody. Fuck, man. Here we go with the clips, man. The House votes to impeach, and it gets to a trial in the Senate. There is now a 20% chance, he believes, obviously, it's just an estimate. Now a 20% chance enough Republicans will vote with the Democrats Wait, who to is remove this? the president. Oh, that, 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 that's just absurd, but let's deal with the issue of... Hold on. Two to Hold one. on I'm going to rewind it here, guys. And I talked to a very well-connected Republican in Washington this week, somebody whose name you would know well. What's his name? 
What's his name? Why why is everybody why is everybody somebody that well, we all know and, and love and we all know well and adore and every people that we a well respected guy inside the program there inside of Washington has said this and we all gotta trust him. Get the fuck out of here with that. I'm so sick and tired of the media with it. Chris Wallace makes me sick. Chris Wallace is a piece of shit. Fuck you, Chris Wallace. Says that if the House votes to impeach and it gets to a trial in the Senate, there is now a 20% chance, he believes, obviously, it's just an estimate, now a 20% chance enough Republicans will vote with the Democrats to remove the president. Oh, that, 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 that's just absurd, but let's deal with the issue of Syria. Which no, is, let's deal with the issue of whether Republicans, you're losing yeah, your support. Uh, Chris Wallace, I'm going to answer the question that I want to answer, and you're not going to, you're not going to do this. You want me to come on your show? You want me to come on your show? Why do, why do people put up with this shit from Chris Wallace? Chris Wallace will ask you a question. It's almost like a leading question. How stupid is this Chris Wallace? Some, some guy in the Republican establishment, I'm not going to say his name, but you know who he is. It's a very well-respected, very well-known guy. Uh, he says there's a 20% chance he's going to get removed from office. Get the fuck out of here. Who are the Republicans who are going to vote to remove the president from office? Do you guys understand that Donald Trump enjoys over 90% approval in the Republican Party? George Bush never had that. George H.W. Bush got that at, at the beginning of the Gulf War. And that's it. George H.W. Bush at one point had 90% approval rating and still lost re-election. In his first term, he had 90% approval rating got in of Iraq got in and out of Iraq they got in and out he was smart yet the media somehow at the time was able to paint George Bush and the economy George H.W. Bush into such a negative into such a negative that that George H.W. Bush lost the re-election it's unbelievable and you got Chris Wallace here you think that you're gonna get Republican senators to vote against this president who's got 90% approval in the Republican Party, they'll all lose re-election. They're not going to do that. Suicide. That, same, same thing. It's just this comment about a 20% chance is just that the person clearly doesn't know what they're talking about. But talk about the, the reaction of the Republicans and, and Democrats up on the Hill to the decisions in Syria. president knew that was going to happen. Um, he, he recognizes the fact that it's not politically popular in this town to make the decision that he made to move the troops out of Syria. He ran on it. I, he told people he would do this if he won, and he's doing it I, now that I, he I, won. Forgive me for interrupting. We are running out of time. I just want to ask you, though, is there any concern that the Why are they always running out of time on of TV? Republicans in Why are you guys always running out of time? Maybe you should just do one interview and stop jumping around and doing stupid shit. I, I used to watch that show. I used to like it. It sucks. It stinks. Chris Wallace is a phony. I used to like it back in the olden days. Back when I, I think Bush was president. That's when I used to like it. But they have all these different segments. If you didn't have so many stupid-ass segments, maybe you wouldn't be running out of time, dumbass. Here we go with the clips. No, the president's extraordinarily popular back home. More popular in the swing districts now that impeachment I'm, I'm has started. here in Washington. Before. Yeah, but they, they, they have to go home eventually as well. You, do you see that? Do you see that? These people in Washington think that what matters is what people in Washington think about the president. No, what matters is what the country thinks. And if the country's behind the president, then the people in Washington need to take heed of what is going on back home in their districts. So Republicans are going to vote to remove a president from office when 90% of their party is behind him. Get the fuck out of here, Chris Wallace. You know this is bullshit.
Here we got Hell. the clips. Do I understand that there's certain folks, that, especially the neoconservative wing of the party, who are upset about the Syria decision? I absolutely do. The president knew that was going to happen. Um, again, elections have consequences on foreign policy. That's where we started this conversation, um, and uh, thankfully they do. Two final questions. One, uh, a, one of the people who is testifying in Congress this week in the House impeachment investigation. Oh, that's it. That's it. I guess they're not going to keep going. All right. I just want to, I just want to play that for you guys because I'm, 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 I like Mick Mulvaney. I think he's a badass. I think he's way too fast for the media. So they don't understand what he's saying because the media is so fixated on trying to find something on the president. So Mick, anything Mick Mulvaney says, don't misconstrue it. And I think they do it on purpose. I don't think the media is as stupid. Well, I don't know, man. Maybe they are stupid. Bunch of dumbasses over there. Dude, I'm just a cabinet guy and I know more than him. I should be out there. I should be up there. I should be on Fox. I'm handsome. I'm handsomer than all these motherfuckers on Fox. I'm like <clears throat> as handsome as the women on Fox are beautiful. And I can talk. You know I can talk. Shit, I'm going to send an application and get on Fox, dude. Fuck this podcast. I'll get on Fox. I'll be one of the... I'll, be, I'll get my own Jesse. Jesse Waters, goofy-looking white dude. I mean, I like Jesse Waters. Don't get me wrong. I like Jesse Waters. I watch his show. I like it. But see, that's the thing. How come Jesse Waters, a goofy-ass white dude, and everybody knows I love the whites, but he's a goofy motherfucker. He gets a show. I don't get a show. What the fuck, dude? I need to get a show, man. Everybody knows I'm handsome as hell. Here we go. Uh, actually, this show's over, so thanks, everybody. Please don't forget, go on iTunes. Give me five stars. Tell your friends about the show. Pro Trump Bandwagon Podcast. We support the president 150%, no matter what the fuck happens. Stay